We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. Hey, we want to meet you. Would you like to meet us too? The correct answer is yes. So we're having a joint happy hour with our friends at 941 Social Club on Thursday, June 22nd. It's actually more of a bar crawl in the marina that will start at 7 p.m. The Datable team, along with some past guests, will be at the Palm House starting at 9 p.m. And the best part is you're going to get free drinks. Find out how by checking out our Facebook page under Dateable Podcast. Hope to see you then. The Dateable Podcast is hosted by me, I'm Yue, a former dating coach in New York turned active dater in San Francisco. On each episode, you'll hear commentary by my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. This episode of Dateable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about dating in San Francisco. 
But today we're going to talk about people who live in San Francisco but choose not to date in San Francisco or choose to prefer to date in other cities. I have、uh, Jake with me and Nathan. So, just a couple stats for you guys. Jake has been in San Francisco for three years from New Jersey. He is 28 years old.、Oh, I memorized your stats. <laughs> and Nathan has been in San Francisco for seven years, but born in Oakland,、yep. and he is 33 years old. Yes. Ha! I'm good. I, I wrote it all down, but then I <laughs> don't know where my little paper went. Okay. You both told this story separately of each other that were so similar, which is you prefer the women on dating apps in New York. For me personally, Yes, it's much easier for me to not be dating here in San Francisco. Not that it's impossible. We could talk about that. And then, Nathan? There are just so many, so, so, so many women in New York.、Oh. You can run out of women on a dating app. You can actually swipe to the end of Bumble. In New York, it just keeps going. That's happened to you? Forever. I have swiped to the end, yes. Holy shit. I don't, know if I don't know what the male female ratio in San Francisco is, but I have swiped to the end within a 10 mile radius of San Francisco. And in New York, there's just an、It、abundance. Just, let me, let me, I will preface this all、uh, by saying that I'm a computer engineer、um, and I looked at the data of a dating app. I'm not going to say the dating app. Um, to figure out the ratios、uh, between who's, on, who's in New York and who's in San Francisco. And in San Francisco, there are two guys for every one girl. And in New York, it's just the opposite、uh-huh. about two girls for every one guy.、Uh-huh. Um, and those are the, and I, I basically crawled these dating apps、um, using these computer ways that I, <laughs> that I can.、Um, and I basically found all their users. And put it in a database and did those, ran the statistics. And that is the statistics. So we're purely talking numbers here? No. Okay.、Uh, There's more to the story. There, I mean, New York is a special place. There's a lot. Amongst all those, all those women, and I really don't know the male side of the equation, there's the diversity, not just ethnic diversity, I just mean the variety, fashion. Art, technology, the whole gamut, whereas here it's very, here being San Francisco, it's a little more homogenous, relatively speaking. So, people from a bunch of different backgrounds, which is intriguing in and of itself. And I'm based in San Francisco, but whenever I land in New York and I travel there as frequently as I can, if I open up one of these apps, you're kinda, it kind of takes you back the bar which women have maintained their profile. I, Uh, to give you a great example, I was, just, I, was ju- I was just there. I was, on, I was staying with my sister who lives in Brooklyn. I was on the couch swiping on Bumble, and my sister's looking over my shoulder and she goes, Why did you swipe left on her? She was beautiful. I said, They're all beautiful. I don't, like, I don't know how to choose. I have no criteria because I don't think necessarily that every single one of them is any more beautiful than women in San Francisco, but they sure know how to make a profile. <laughs> um, it, it's the bikini shot. It's the super fancy gala, gala dress shot,、um, hanging out with the friends shot. You know, it's, it's impressive. Have you met any of them in real life? 
Or are we just admiring their profiles? We are just admiring their profiles on the app. <laughs> Serious window shopping. I'm window that. shopping. Jake, did you have this similar experience then? Yeah, well, a big part of this is just what San Francisco is in the first place, right? And what types of people San Francisco tracks. Now, in New York, they're a bunch of models, they're a bunch of theater people. It attracts all sorts of really beautiful women who grew up and watching these different shows and they watch Sex and the City is a big one. They want to live that life in Manhattan. It's not the same with San Francisco. If you come out to San Francisco, you like work in tech, you're a nerd for the most part, and what kind of <laughs> girls does that attract? Uh, you know, not to say that there aren't that many beautiful, you know, that there aren't beautiful girls that work in tech, but I think that it's uh, few and far between. Present company excluded, obviously. <laughs> right. Um, and the other thing is the sort of the career mindset. In San Francisco, it's very entrepreneurial. Uh, it's very, uh, you know, everybody's very ambitious and they're, you know, that's how they kind of see themselves. Whereas in New York, it's kind of like, oh, let me be your wife sort of thing as I see it. You know, oh, let me try to sell and them. is that more attractive? No, I'm not saying that. I'm, 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 I'm saying that that is the mindset that they're looking for a guy, something stable, like, whereas San Francisco, it's very like, oh, I'm, it's more, almost, I think, more feminine, you know, a feminist point of view where it's like, oh, I'm ambitious, I have my own career, I can date guys, I'm not looking to settle down. Which is funny because I hear from my female friends who live in New York that it's so incredibly frustrating because men trade down in age very easily. There's no desire to commit. I was actually thinking, just I just got back two days ago from New York and I was going, if I lived here and I was actually playing the Bumble game and I chose Bumble just because you gotta narrow it down. I would, I would just have to say, like, I'm gonna swipe a couple times, I'm gonna match with these girls, and then I'm just gonna have to play it slow. Whereas San Francisco, I play a numbers game. Like, how many people can you swipe on? Over there, it would be like, okay, I need to pace myself. Then, at the same time, and this is actually how we got talking about this podcast to begin with, the effort on my end is so much lower over there. I've matched with girls, and they start, you know, they start a real conversation with me. Which, you know, hey, I saw your profile, I Googled your work, oh, this is what you do. You know, this whole paragraph, whereas here I just get high, which is frustrating for me as a guy because when I have to initiate the message, high doesn't cut it. So, so I'm, I'm on the dating apps. I set my location as New York. So the reason I did that is when I actually went to New York a couple months ago. And I, I got to New York sometimes. and Get them lined up. Well, well, it, I just discovered it. I'm like, man, I'm on, I'm on Bumble, I'm on JSwipe, I'm on all these dating apps, and I keep on getting matches. And it's like, I went on four dates one night, and I just kept on telling them, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I have to go meet my cousin, you know, <laughs> when it was actually the next date at, like, a bar around the corner. And I just kept on going back that whole time. And then at the end of the night, and I'm like, oh, which girl do I like the most? Okay. And I <laughs> gave her a call, and I actually hooked up with her that night. You know, and and she's like, oh, how is the uh, how is your cousin? I'm like, oh, yeah, it was really great. You know, when I actually had like three more dates after her. And how do you explain to these women that you don't actually live in New York? First, I was just telling them that, oh, I live in New York and I'm just away. Um, and then the, the you know, I'm like, oh, what's your number or whatever. And then I realized that that doesn't really work. And I'm, 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 I'm getting a lot of like we can look at kind of my dating app here and we can see like. 
there's girls contacting me like, oh, you know, when are you coming back? Really? When you, yeah. So this is why I, I have not actually gone out on a date in New York because I see so many profiles, women's profiles that say explicitly, I am not looking to meet visitors. If you don't oh, live oh, here, well, don't message me. And I'm like, oh. LA is a different story because it's easy enough. And I know a lot of people who met women in LA and they moved up or they moved down. How many cities have you dated in? <laughs> Other than San Francisco. Just, just LA and New York. You're like, I've dated every city but this San Francisco. <laughs> now, this is an issue I have with New York because I lived in New York for seven years. My issue is it spoils the men. In New York, oh, I'm, sure. I'm already, it. I'm already spoiled. You're already from spoiled. Just you don't even live All right, there. So what I do is I have a list on. I have a notepad list of girls in New York and with their numbers. So when I get to and there's about 35 right now, and these are all beautiful, beautiful women. You know, I I only swipe right on the most beautiful ones in New York, and I can't even afford to swipe right on the mediocre, beautiful ones in San Francisco that I may go on a date with here, just because there's too many of them. I can't. I just can't talk. I have so many girls trying to message me. I can't even respond to all of them. And they're always like, oh, why aren't you talking to me? And, you know, all all this stuff. The way that I can, the way that I put it is I feel like a girl in San Francisco. Where the girls, you have tons of guys messaging you. And it's like you can't keep up. And sometimes you're slow. That's how I feel in New York. And I just can't, I just can't keep up. It's impossible. But I do think the numbers is a big thing. Like I've heard from women in New York, it's, it's hard to date in New York. Numbers are everything because that that true is when you say two to one, right? Two girls to one guy. Yep. That number may seem like well, whatever, but that trickled that trickles down. For sure. But I think that's what you guys are seeing because right. it's scarce. They're seeing new blood come in these apps, <laughs> and then they're like reaching out and being more aggressive. Like you said, they craft yeah. nice messages. Fresh blood is a thing. You land in a city and your face pops up and. And in- instant matches. Women in, in New York place more importance on being feminine. So they do their hair, they put on makeup, they get their nails done. It's all about the way they look. They package themselves very well. Women here don't put nearly as much effort into their looks as they do in New York because they feel like they don't have to. And also, too, they don't want to give in to that stereotype. And it's not the norm here. Like, if you are the one that's super dressed up at the bar and done up, you will look out of place. So my sister, she comes here, and I live in Russian Hill. She'll hang out in her leather jacket, shoes. It's the the whole nine yards at the coffee shop. And she just, Saturday morning, she's like, what is everyone doing in yoga pants? Yeah. This entire, and I live in the worst neighborhood for that, but this entire neighborhood looks like it's going to the gym or it just came from the gym, sure. but they're just going about their business. Because one, it's not the norm, and two, I think there is a mentality here of I don't need to do this to get a man. But, and you know, I'll tell you the irony when you're talking about women that, you know, they're all feminist and they're big on their careers. I've been on dozens of dates, dozens of first dates here in San Francisco. And I, I personally will always pay for the drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I will always do. Um, however, it says something really amazing about the girl if the girl will pay for the drinks herself. Not, pay not or talking, offer? N- pay, will pay. And, and, and it's very rare that a girl will offer to pay the whole bill. 
on the first date. What she may offer to do is split, which is not a good sign. <laughs> right. If a girl wants to split, that means that she probably not doesn't want to see you again. So it's like it's even. I look for the thank you. Basically, I'm paying no matter what. Well, n- as long as you think say thank you, you know well, that's all. That's all I'm asking. That you know that's good. But I'm just saying is that in New York, I had a girl buy me a drink. It's then that's almost the flip irony is that yeah. San Francisco for all these women that love love to go out and talk a big game and protest women's rights. And here they are and they're benefiting from these dates because they know they can. This conversation's been very superficial about beauty and what people look like on these apps. I agree. I'm just going to put that out there. And like the reality is that maybe women aren't as like up on their game here as in New York, but is that the blocker that's happening? Is that why these people aren't to your standards? Because there's definitely women here looking for men. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go back to what I said in the beginning. I don't think the women here aren't to my standards. I just think there when you when you go to New York, there are so many women. It's yeah, you you just Fair. I mean, it's overwhelming. I almost just want to send you guys to New York for six months and date, <laughs> you know what? and then have you come back and tell me what you think. I definitely have a lot of single guy friends in New York who are having a hard time, who are successful, attractive, blah, blah, blah. But they also feel like the way, the way women feel about men in New York, men also feel that way about women, which is a lot of them trade up. A lot of them can find better, hotter, more successful. And there's that fickleness of, you know, what's, what's, bet- what's next, right? That is also actually some of my hesitation when actually going out with women in New York, not knowing what <laughs> I'm getting into. It's true. So as much as I can talk about the numbers and the looks and that, it's more just shock than it is actual experience. I mean, I think no one's going to disagree that obviously if there's more people, you have a better shot. No one's going to disagree yeah. on that. But I think at the end of the day, like real, I mean, people always say it only takes one, but there is truth to that. Like if you meet that person, doesn't necessarily matter how many other people are around. Well, of course, you're, of course, then yes, you can meet the right person in, in San Francisco and then like who even cares, you know, right. that's always, but that's always been the case. UA, what do you have to say? And I'll point this out about male meekness in San Francisco. When I first moved to the city, from the East Bay, I could talk to girls at Starbucks, just go to a coffee shop, whatever. This is before niche coffee shops were a thing. And it was really easy to strike up a conversation. Now it feels like people don't talk, so everyone's on the defensive. You try talking to someone, and they, they go, it's like, wait, uh, wait what are you wait, doing? Why wait, are you approaching me? Wait a second. If you, want, if you want to meet me, it's going to have to be on a dating app. You know, exactly. this is, that's the normal. That's and there was the a whole there was a whole article about this. A woman from New York, which is why I bring it up, saying, yeah. "I came to San Francisco. I sit down at the coffee shop, read the paper, and nobody, nobody approaches you." The issue, so I have a couple things to say about that. It's not meekness of men; it's meekness of everyone. We're Fair just enough. standoffish Fair to meeting new people, right? We we're head down, headphones in. We're walking. My hairdresser tells me I need to look up when I'm walking, because exactly. she's seen me on the street. We need to look up. We don't notice. I mean, there are days I could I could walk down the street and cannot recall one person I yeah. looked at. I cannot recall. What I want to get back at is this idea of dating in New York versus dating in San Francisco. In New York, people are literally living on top of each other. So you're forced to look up and talk to each other every day. 
That is why people in New York are probably a little bit more aggressive with opening up a conversation or being a, taking that initiative. Here in San Francisco, you could go weeks without saying a word to someone new. You could just hang out with your friends, right? You're not forced to talk to people. In New York, you're going to be bumping into them on the street, bumping to them in the subway. So people are conditioned to talk to new people. Now, I, I get why the glimpse of New York is so awesome right now. And actually, our friend Robert, who was on season two, finale of season oh, two, yeah, <laughs> moved to New York for a girl yep. that he met. And yep. they're, you know, mm-hmm. it's it happens. I get it. The problem is, when I lived in New York, I felt that people were more addicted to dating than they are in San Francisco because there's just so much, so many more people. And people are more dynamic there, like you were saying, right? There's so many more industries. The New York Post interviewed me about this client I was helping out who had three different girlfriends in three different boroughs. He had a model girlfriend, he had a finance girlfriend, and he had an artist girlfriend because those are very diverse people. And all three of them combined, you have an awesome dating life. So people become very addicted to dating. Now, have you guys thought about moving to New York? Oh, it's on my to-do list. I just need a, I have a lot of stuff that I'm doing here in San Francisco. And when I uh, finally get free, I'm going to New York and I'm going through down that list. Here's a question. Do you think that maybe part of this is because you are dating remotely? What I'm getting at is, do you think your behavior and approach when it comes to dating changes because you're in a different city? Because I know that if I'm on vacation and I open up Tinder, I have no qualms about messaging everyone and swiping right on everyone. Because what do I have to lose? I don't fucking live there. I'm not going (laughs) to run into them on the street. In San Francisco, it's a little bit more tricky because it's such a small community. You could end up running into these people. So do you think that maybe you just have, have all the time, all yeah, the time, exactly. right? You can't be a douchebag, even though some girls are and some guys are, but you can't be. a douchebag Oh, exactly. Yeah. We're all each other's consequences. But do you think that maybe you're just a little bit more courageous when you're dating remotely? Probably. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's, there is a sense of, Hey, look, I don't actually have friends in common with this person. <laughs> um, that said, most of my successful online dating ventures have been with people who have actually have a lot of friends in common with, but somehow we had yet to meet. And maybe, and just maybe, you guys <laughs> are the fresh blood because there yeah. is less of your type in New York totally. that you are sort of refreshing for these women when you come up. But maybe it's the novelty of it. We're talking about a couple different things here. If we want to talk about, hey, I'm looking for a long-term relationship, something, you know, I think you'd have a, good sh- a better shot in New York if you're a guy. But if we're talking about you're looking for a long-term relationship, you know, it's not, I mean, San Francisco is not an impossible place to date. But what, when we're talking about looking for a quality relationship, I don't see that happening because yeah, they're from New York, they have their careers there. But if they really did move here, then, you know, they're trying to find something that's a little bit different. But what I'm talking about really for this episode, when I'm talking about all the dating in New York, um, and same as Nathan, I assume, is that we're really talking about short-term dating. So what are you looking for? Well, in New York, I'm looking for something short-term. <laughs> and here in San Francisco, <laughs> if I could find a beautiful girl, I want to lock her down. I'm trying to get my friend Christy on the phone. She, she lives in New York. She prefers to date in San Francisco. And really? Yes. She's like, 
I like the fact that the guys in San Francisco don't know what they're doing because it makes them less slick. So that's wow. a so that's the issue she faces with a lot of New York men is that they know the right things to yeah. do, the right things to say, but then they don't want to commit. Yeah. So she thinks San Francisco men are just a little bit more honest with their how clueless they are when it comes to dating. I mean, I have never lived in New York, but I've definitely gone out there my share and I definitely get that slick vibe. Yeah, because it's a finance, guys, you know. What are some takeaways? Did I do a flip side takeaway for the (laughs) female? Because I actually think this is valid. Like, I think that women should maybe check out the competition in New York and see how they step up their game physically. I know for me, I cared a lot more about fashion when I lived on the East Coast, and that went out the window as soon as I moved (laughs) here, I'm going to be honest. But there's some merit of putting yourself together looking good and like doing the stuff that New York women do. And maybe women here should learn from that. But what can you guys learn from this? <laughs> Let's go back to this, right? Oh. If you can't go to New York in the near future, how can you transfer your dating experience in New York to San Francisco? <laughs> <laughs> Silence. <laughs> well, all right. Again, I'll go back to the point in that here I am looking more for something long term. Right, because I just don't have that available option in New York of dating a million beautiful girls, and that's going to be really fun. A lot of women also complain that San Francisco is hard to meet a guy that's willing to that wants to settle down. There's Peter Pan syndrome, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do we think it's a cop out though to blame our cities? If there's any girl that's complaining for any reason in San Francisco that dating, then tell her to shut up. Hey, actually, no, we had this conversation yeah. with it's it's. People always say the ratio is in women's favor, but they don't take in a, into account the odds the, are blah, blah, blah. No, the number of gay men in the city. Is that really the number of men who are in open who are open to open relationships. I mean, when you take those numbers into account, the ratio really isn't that much no, in our no, favor. No, even still, if you you add gay guys in there, the ratio the ratio of guys are going to go up. But when I was talking about that ratio before. Those were single straight women to single straight guys. And again, there's around, like, I think it was 1.8. I'll, I could send you the, yeah, but the just, summary. Just because there's a later. lot of guys doesn't mean that's the type of guy you want. Maybe there's a lot of younger men for older women. Like, there's mismatches all the time. For sure. I think you just have to accept the city you live in because right. you chose to live here. So you have to make the best of it. Of course, vacation dating is always better. Because you have nothing to lose. But when you're in your city, you really have to think of ways to make it worthwhile for yourself. And and every city will tell you it's terrible dating yeah. in their city. You know, my friends in Chicago, my friends in L.A. were like, this is the worst dating scene ever. My friends in Philadelphia feel it especially. They're like, this is the most terrible place to date. But I do like this idea of vacation dating in your hometown. How can you make it seem... Yeah more fresh. Maybe it's going on a new app. We want to press the refresh button on dating in your hometown. So one of them is getting on a new app. Like maybe it's going into a different neighborhood. Yeah, if you always yeah. hang out in one neighborhood, go try out a different one. Tenderloin. Going Tenderloin. <laughs> actually, lots of great bars in Tenderloin. Totally. And always a really diverse range of people Bernal who go Heights, there. Bernal Heights, there you go. I really think there's a mismatch of singles who are dating in San Francisco because I know a ton of women who are looking for long, um, serious relationships. I know a ton of men who are looking for those relationships. Somehow these two groups never cross paths. 
Why? What is going on? Like, why are why aren't these paths crossed, or why aren't these two groups who are uh, on paper suitable for each other, but on these apps not matching? Each city attracts the specific type of personality. People are attracted to New York because they want to play. That is a playground, right? So you have the mentality of people who go there to play. People come to San Francisco to make money, to succeed, to push their careers forward. In New York, they do too. They do too, city but it's dreams, right? It's a city of dreams, but it's it's not the only thing that's attracting them there. People don't come to San Francisco to party. I've never heard of someone saying, "I'm, I'm going to party it up in San no. Francisco this weekend," right? They come to be different. Though, they come to. to they do come into to to be different, and in as a result of that, we're all the same in our in our <laughs> thinking, right? We're all unique. So we're all so unique that we're different and not. But the takeaway still for me is make the best of what you have and find ways to stand out. If you're a girl, try. And if you're a guy, try too. You gotta try. Listen, if I spend five hours putting on my face and my hair and my nails and my, you know, whatever, I hope you'll spend that equal amount of energy on our date. Oh, I、right? absolutely agree. I've definitely in San Francisco gone out on dates where I was just like, I'm I'm dressed up for this. Second dates, third dates. Good. What what happened? You just came straight from the gym. Well, obviously you didn't care as much as I did. That's disappointing.、Yeah. Question of the day. This comes from Marissa. So a female here.、Um, I've lived in SF for eight years now, and it's been hard. I've been pretty much single the entire time, and it's been hard to find a guy that will commit and be who I want. I've been debating moving to Denver. Do you think it's worth moving? <laughs> <laughs> Is it worth moving to another city for the prospect of men? I don't think you should ever move to any place for someone or the potential of someone. I, you should move to Denver if you love the city of Denver. So, like we were talking earlier. I would move to New York for maybe six months, not, you know, not the winter, maybe spring, summer, seasonality <laughs> here.、Um, but I would move. That's that privilege, Tommy. See, but to me, I feel like that's a very half-assed way of doing things, right? Because well, I, I, I tried that when I lived in New York. I was burnt out after seven years, not just dating scene, but career-wise as well. I moved to LA for six months, and the people I was meeting in LA. Felt that I was one foot in, one foot out. People can sense that sort of energy if you're not fully invested. Yes, going to a new city could give you a refresh, and there is that piece. But I think most important, it's getting to the root of what is getting you down wherever you are. Because if you just bring that energy to the new city, then probably nothing is going to change. Absolutely, you can't run away. You can't. It doesn't、right. work like that. So face your issues. If you really need a change, you get a change. I am admittedly a sort of wedded to my career San Francisco entrepreneur type, and that is takes up the vast majority of my focus and energy. So, and this isn't the fault of anyone but myself. If you don't capture a significant interest, I will my、so、energy maybe, will naturally divert elsewhere. Maybe the problem isn't the ratio or the pretty women of New York, but it's resetting your focus. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I I will readily admit dating's not my not not my highest priority. If it was,、mm. I might be looking at this differently.、Mm. 
So that's a question you should ask yourself at home. Are you ready to be in a relationship? What are you actually looking for? Before we end this conversation, I'll get a little bit personal with you guys because I've met both of you and talked to both, interacted with both of you individually. Jake, the 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 energy I get from you when I speak to you, or the first time I spoke to you, I was like, this guy is not serious. Like this guy is not about finding something real. Because every time I've spoken to you, it's always been about you dating multiple people, right? The multiple women that you've encountered. You know, maybe it's because of our interactions, because I like to talk about dating, but I could very viably have some awesome girlfriends I could set you up with, but I'd be super hesitant because I think this guy's not serious about dating. It's as superficial as it sounds, but if she is beautiful enough, then I will be serious. And that is a statement of someone who is not ready to be in a relationship, right? I mean, you know, I, I actually disagree. I really do. And that is because, well, if I think that, yeah. hey, this is, this is the top of the line, you know, then I'm going to become a lot more, you know, emotionally, oh, yeah, let's, you know, get serious sort of thing. From the people we've interviewed on this podcast, the people who are readily available to be in relationships, when they meet someone who is suited for them, the first thing they say is not, this person's beautiful. They say, we have this amazing connection. This person's amazing. So they lead with something just a little bit less superficial. So I think, you know, this could be debatable. We could talk about this all night, but that's just a vibe, at least from a woman that I get from you when I have interactions with you. I don't see you as a one I stand kind of guy, but I see you as a wandering eye kind of guy. What else is out there? Something better. That's, I mean, you did that's, say that's true. you'll settle with the woman who is who is the, the best <laughs> of what you can reasonably right. expect. The question Optimize. is when. I mean, but hey, the question is when you find um, that peak. Is that really the peak? But exactly. Is someone, How do you know not, that is you know, the peak? But I'm not denying it. So listeners at home, if you have any stories, and also I want to hear the female perspective of this. Are you a female who lives in San Francisco but chooses to remotely date in like another city like LA or Austin? We can anonymize your name, we can change your voice, we just love to have you as a guest on our show. Last but not least, one, two, three, stay dateable! Your action item for this week is to vacation date in your own city. Instead of dating like a local, think about if you had a 24-hour layover in your city, how would you approach dating? Where would you go? How would you meet new people? What would your attitude be like? You may even discover a few new places in the city you call home. The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There is always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast. Mm-hmm.